2: How is AI kind of playing or impacting that industry? What software is is kind of uh, moving into that industry and really understanding uh, what that software is doing? Kind of make yourself a subject matter expert at that particular piece of software.
0: This is Humane, a weekly podcast focused on bridging the gap between humans and machines in this age of acceleration. My name is David Jakobovich, and on this podcast. I interview experts in sociology, psychology, artificial intelligence, researchers on consumer-facing products and consumer-facing companies to help audiences better understand AI and its many capabilities. If you like the show, remember to subscribe and leave a review. Today on our podcast, I'm bringing to you Geronimo DeLeon, or my friend, as I like to call him, J.D. J.D.'s been involved in the digital space for many years from working with AI-first companies with products like IBM Watson Data Studio uh, and is currently working on his own startup, Welcome.ai, to bridge the gap with humans and machines, I believe. But I want to hear from JD first. Why do we even need a platform like Welcome AI? Aren't robots going to take over the world?
2: <laughs> Thanks for the intro, David. Yeah, the, what we see now, and, and the reason, one of the main reasons why I came up with Welcome to AI, I've been in more in the digital marketing side for IBM and more specifically IBM Watson and the data science products. And you see year on year that there's more. AI companies coming into the market. You're, you're exactly right with, with AI kind of taking over the world. And there's McKinsey research that shows that uh, companies who adopt a, a proactive artificial intelligence strategy are kind of moving ahead of their competitors. So for businesses to actually just uh, keep ahead or, uh, or uh, be part of the playing field, they, they need to start thinking about how does AI kind of fit into my, my business strategy there.
0: Now we, we've worked together with IBM Watson. So for our, our listeners here, I did get to work on the IBM Watson platform and explore its data science products. And the challenge that I've experienced with all AI products is there is a learning curve yeah. and uh, you particularly built out the accreditation and certification process for uh, new users on IBM Watson to learn how to use that software. And um do you think we should be learning the software I mean uh, how how do we bridge this gap
2: now and this is what uh, uh, what I'm kind of seeing of like AI software is coming into market at the kind of different levels right you've got that data science level where there are tools and services that are there to kind of empower or, or help and assist the data science level. And and that's obviously going to require a lot more uh, learning and education. And then you have the developer level where there's uh, every big uh, technology company from the IBMs to the AWS to the Googles allowing you to access their AI services. So it's less, I guess, education from um, the the hardcore machine learning, but more uh, education of how to access their APIs and how to train their models that they provide, provide you access to. Then there's the software level where you don't have to kind of learn all that uh, foundational. Uh, machine learning uh, algorithms and data training because uh, it provides you a user interface. And this is like one of the main reasons why I developed Welcome to AI, is to kind of show you there is a breadth of software out there that would uh, satisfy, I guess, your business needs, right? At the moment, people are kind of thinking, artificial intelligence too hard, I'm gonna need data scientists, I'm gonna need developers, or I'm gonna need uh, a whole bunch of things to be able to get started. But there, there is a, a raft of startups and, and new, new technology companies that are kind of tackling here, uh, uh, coming into industries, uh, providing AI services, so you don't have to learn all um, the foundational uh, machine learning um, theory. It really is more. Discovering the tools and services that are going to satisfy you at the level of knowledge that, that you have, because you know you're not, not going to see everyday businesses, kind of uh, bring on a whole data science team. Like the small to medium, or type businesses uh, don't don't really have that capability, but they still need to have the the um, they need, still need to be thinking about okay how do how does how do I become more efficient or how how do I help my business create more value with artificial intelligence.
0: I find that so fascinating because especially small and medium-sized businesses don't know where to get started often and what productized services they should use. And in 2018, Matt Turk from FirstMark, uh, an early-stage venture capital firm, came out with the big data and ai landscape uh, 2018 infographic and uh for our viewers when you get to see this infographic there are hundreds of startups in the industry all with their own platforms with horizontal and vertical ai applications there's so many products now and you know us being in the ai industry we know a little bit about you know this is a good product or we can ask our friends can you recommend what i should use okay let's use aws SageMaker. let's use ibm uh, neural network modeler but what about for these small and medium-sized businesses how can they get started Uh, i know you're working welcome.ai is that part of the solution
2: that's exactly right that's exactly right like you and, and part of it is you don't know what you don't know, right? There's the the uh, uh, potentially a small to medium business isn't going to know exactly where to start. So, so how welcome AI work. AI works is you would come into the platform and start following uh, categories, say particularly your industry or potentially a technology you're interested, in, such as chatbots, and then we serve you what content from AI companies that are either serving that industry or have developed that technology. Because we have over 3,000 companies on the site and we're ingesting their tweets and RSS feeds so we actually tailor the content first from a discoverability perspective where you get to see content from here are all the companies that are servicing, say, finance. So it kind of gives you or gives you um, a taste of, okay, what's actually happening in the field? And as time goes on, you would be potentially start to follow or interact with content from particular companies and your feed starts to get tailored to more uh, companies and technologies you're gravitating to. Like one thing that we're trying to do also is create classification uh, algorithm where we will also start uh, tailoring content based on how how technical you are because we don't want to be serving content that's more uh, is very hardcore technical to a a person that's more that doesn't have that type of uh, knowledge right so that's what we're we're really trying to funnel content um, uh, content about these companies and about these technologies to the right audience.
0: And if I'm an everyday consumer who knows nothing about AI, it can seem very overwhelming whether I get started. Okay, I joined Welcome AI, and now I see these tools and these platforms and these products in my industry that can help me learn more and be more relevant, but I still have this overwhelming fear like is my job going to be replaced by these products next year or will they augment uh, my working experience so uh, what's your opinion there
2: yeah and that and that's one of the biggest fears that 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 is out there at the moment how how artificial intelligence is going to change industries or, or take jobs right even to the to the smallest jobs like i saw uh, I think it was last week or the week before, how Walmart, Walmart seems to be doing a lot in in, in automation. Um, they, for example, introducing a suite of um, autonomous janitors uh, so in January. So that obviously kind of kind of takes the role of someone or, or reduce or actually it's more saving someone's time, but it, it potentially will take some, someone's role. But then they're also introducing um, or uh, chefs in the kitchen that can do the frying, you know. But the 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 big thing is that it, we are going through what they're calling, I guess, the next industrial revolution, and In some jobs, more more the repetitive side, will go. Uh, but I think from businesses, businesses have to think more from automati- or automation of activities first, rather than automa- or automation of jobs itself. There are going to be certain, there are obviously cumbersome activities that. Uh, AI is there to save you time. Like, yeah, for a great example, is in the legal field. There's new tools out there that's going to save you so much time in digging through a lot of legal paperwork, um, and that's primarily it's going to hopefully free up, uh, I guess, legal legal people to to do other tasks as well. So there's going to be a lot of automation. Uh, from a task level, there's definitely going to be some uh, automation from a job level. but I think where businesses what businesses should be thinking about is what activities within my business can, can I start automating? Um, no, and also start preparing their staff, staff. A big part of this is also pre- pre- preparing people of, hey, there's certain roles that, that um, are going to be changing. And, and there's a big discussion of how, how do we prepare the education system for this, right? And, and you see uh, big universities from MIT to kind of uh, creating whole artificial intelligence colleges. Are, so they're investing big money knowing that the education system and uh, the industries are going to change. So we have to really start uh, preparing and educating people about it.
0: And education is such an interesting point because what I'm hearing, JD, is there's two types of jobs. There's these jobs that are easily automated, such as going to your neighborhood McDonald's and no longer having um, a high school student or, <laughs> or right flipping yeah, burgers. That's right. Um, but instead, this this uh, they're called FANUC robots. These these robots that are just gonna Automatically control them with uh, vision sensors and infrared, yep. and and move and, and and do that process. And right now, there's startups in the Valley, in Silicon Valley, that are are actually experimenting with these robots for for coffee for machines coffee, yeah. and for hamburger uh, joints, and they've raised capital, and it's it's very interesting. So those those jobs that are more manual labor, if you will, and repeatable process, like. Yeah. Walmart, you know these these janitorial staff. Well, um, in many of our uh, homes and apartments we have Roombas and these these self cleaning <laughs> robots, right? That clean the floor. So, I guess the argument is, well, why not at Walmart? You know, do we really need people vacuuming and mopping?
2: Actually, and you know, what's funny the the Walmart, uh, I guess, robot that's still uh, in research phase is actually called Flippy. So <laughs> the I, the the whole um flipping a burger thing is is mm. is something you, you you're already gonna start to see um in the coming year or two
0: yeah and it's uh i think i, I could see how it could be scary, especially if you're someone who doesn't code and you're not from development mm. you know you, you have a pension or you you have benefits and it's you know what do I move towards you know what is my new specialized skill and uh, as you mentioned in the the legal profession now there's these new uh ai startups that help you uh analyze 500 pages of legal papers in seconds to help you understand the sentiment of a case and analysis but then like that's great for the lawyers who are making hundreds of dollars an hour anyway right this is only helping (laughs) their their field but then it's well what's in it for me for um the the full-time single mom at mcdonald's or um the retired professional making extra income or on their fixed income at Walmart, how can we get them into education? And for our, our audience here today, you know, I'm quite involved and JD knows in the boot camp space teaching a lot. So it's it's such an interesting topic that I'm not sure if we know the answer just yet, but what what's your thoughts on bridging the gap here with AI education.
2: Yeah, and and, there's, and this is what we're slowly, and we should be starting to see new forms of roles coming into uh, about as well. Um, the We're, we're going to see, obviously, some roles go away, but just the same way, for example, we didn't have a whole social media industry, say 10, was it 10, 15 years ago? Now we have whole companies spring up that manage your social media or uh, do manage your social postings or, or, or that type of stuff. You're definitely going to start to see new roles that that come about that will require a new level of education. Like the first one that kind of comes to mind is um, like there's going to be there's going to be a lot more voice assistants, right? So someone to go through and help train those uh, voice assistants or or look through uh, where they're not where they're not going right. Um, the whole there's also and this this is where you're starting to see in in, in China um, a whole bunch of uh, I guess what you'd call uh, companies being set up more around data tagging uh, and data tagging is starting to become big in, in, in other countries because uh, AI relies on that so much. Right. So the, that's, that's not, I'm saying a role that, that people should gravitate towards uh, because, uh, but more, more around, we're definitely going to start to see, um, New roles and and probably advice I'd give 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 out to kind of listeners or, or people understanding hey where is my kind of career changing kind of go go and have a look at what software or what what technologies are kind of impacting your industry right because of these new new softwares new technologies that is uh, looking to change there's got to be there's going to be businesses that need help with using the software um, we, we we didn't like the, the same way like I mentioned. Um, we did there are agencies or, or, or companies that are there to help you tr- uh, they help train people on social media or even other specific tools there, there's all this tooling that's being created uh, there, there is opportunity there for people to learn the tools and become experts within the tools so they don't have to get down to the level of uh, say data scientists because uh, their level they, they may not want to be at that level but learning particular, Piece of software, I think, is is potentially achievable to kind of everyone, like the general public level, right? So, understanding what type of industry that your industry you're interested in, how is AI kind of playing or impacting that industry? What software is is kind of uh, moving into that industry, and really understanding uh, what that software is doing, kind of make yourself and a subject matter expert at that particular piece of software.
0: You know, what I think is interesting that you've mentioned is like the spin up of additional services and that this is part of the AI domain and uh, a great example uh is airbnb you know airbnb got started for us to uh get some you know extra income rent out our flats or our houses and then a new problem emerged is everyone was renting on airbnb but who's gonna clean the home yes right <laughs> and, and you know a startup that came out and recently exited was handy handy.com yeah. and if you think about it, their whole purpose was to on-demand have cleaners. for everyday um,
2: people, right?
0: Right, everyday people, you know, Airbnb or, you know, those who would have maids or other services for, for, for that. But, I mean, it, it begs that question. So this this data cleaners or these data taggers yeah. that you're mentioning that are in, in China and other parts of the world, They're taking these images and saying, this is a dog, this (laughs) is a cat, because the machine often isn't smart enough to do that. So this is a new industry that's spun up by the need to classify all these images. And so that's one example, right? But I'm I'm sure there's going to be a multitude of businesses emerging.
2: That's exactly right. That that that's exactly right. But that's a perfect example, as you as you men, mentioned with Airbnb, and then other businesses kind of sprung up because of that. Yet we're still definitely in the early stages of these, uh, I guess, AI tools and technologies coming into business, and similar to how. I guess that cloud wave came about and, and and the mobile wave came about. It took some time for businesses and then now there's no kind of business that is that doesn't isn't thinking about mobile or, or some sort of cloud strategy right You're gonna see that also with with AI and then other businesses emerge of how to support businesses with their AI. I
0: think it's exactly what you're saying that it's not just the growth of how to support an AI but also how to distill the right information. Uh, One of the golden sources I look to for good information in the AI industry is the Artificial Intelligence Index. And uh, the 2018 annual report uh, recently came out and includes on its boards people from Stanford University, MIT, McKinsey, OpenAI, and Harvard. So you have a lot of uh, intelligent people on this committee. And what has been mentioned is that the rate of growth of this industry is almost unprecedented. Uh, This year alone, in 2018, almost 30% of all AI papers were written in this year. It's, It's grown so fast. And you know, again, if I'm a consumer, am I going to read these research papers, PhD, peer reviews? Maybe not. Maybe I want to go on, you know, Welcome AI and, and say, let's take a look at bot builders. If my company wants a chat bot, how can I, I implement that? So, um, yeah, so what do you think is next also for Welcome AI? Like, wh- where are you guys in your journey of bridging this gap of so much information for the consumer?
2: Yeah, we're really at the start, and that's exactly right. There is so much information out there. Like, and, and unfortunately, there's a mix of good and bad, right? There's, there's, a, there's a whole ethics debate. There's, a, there's also um, the whole bias uh, debate. Um, well, not really a debate, but a concern. Uh, where Welcome AI kind of uh, plays into all of this is we really want to kind of help businesses or companies kind of make sure that here are the actual uh, technologies and companies that are making a benefit to to other companies. You know, we're focused more on the real world use cases of AI uh, and less less uh, about maybe um, uh, opinions from 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 leaders, but more more and and research. We we kind of want to be showing more. Here is actually how specific AI technologies are impacting or making a, a great return on investment for specific companies. That's kind of our main. Uh, service that that we want to be providing one may, allowing you to discover artificial intelligence company uh, companies and then showing you how are they actually uh, benefiting or how they actually helping uh, companies with their technologies. We're really trying to stay more um, optimistic focused and and kind of educate the world that they de- and educate companies that they do have to start thinking about this. Um, the, this area or this technology uh, really just stay in the game and, and to also provide additional value to their customers. Because there really, there really really will be a point where this is just the norm that every type of company that's set up has to be thinking about, okay, definitely from a data perspective, okay, how do we uh, collect data? How do we make sure it's private? Then how do we uh, use that data specifically to our needs um, and then what services or tools do we use with that data? Is it could be in-house tech or it could be just tech that they, they get off the shelf? Um, so this is the type of stuff or uh, I guess businesses kind of should be thinking about, especially from a leadership or a strategy perspective. Um, and that's where we hope to come in, where we show you the breadth of the companies that are out there in the industry at the moment and how they're making an impact. Uh, from From a business perspective, so we, we try to s- kind of stay away or not get involved too much from a um, from a uh, you know ethics or 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 uh, data or more robots taking over the world perspective because uh, those conversations are already happening. We we do kind of want to have a viewpoint, but more around. We want to show and educate that this is changing the, the industries and the world. So, so here, what here here are the real things that you kind of have to be thinking about. Thinking
0: about AI becoming the norm and moving into the next couple of years. Uh, in New York, uh, where we both live, uh, there's the new Cyber NYC Institute. Partnerships of Cornell, uh, of Columbia, of CUNY, of a lot of these programs. There is the opening of Brooklyn Navy Yard. There's Amazon HQ2. Hmm. There's all these things coming to New York and uh, so much information to discover. From what you've seen on your platform on Welcome AI, what are some of the trends in the industries or the companies that you're seeing moving into 2019, 2020 that? If I'm this small, medium-sized business or this consumer, this is a trend I should focus on, or this is something that should be especially of interest uh, to me.
2: Well, I guess there's, like, more from the small to medium, the the, the services that are out there that are looking to save you time, um, that's that's probably where they they could probably take benefits. Just thinking from the top of my head, like, good – Two kind of fields that, that you use starting to see really growing and AI really moving into is is really the finance and the, the legal space. Uh, primarily, the, there's obviously a lot of funding in those spaces. Like uh, people doing AI 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 for finance, uh, there's a lot of investors looking for that um, primarily because uh, they they're they could already see the benefits of potential prediction or, or how uh, AI can help with kind of the um, within markets. So. Any, you, you're definitely starting to see more of AI in finance. You're definitely starting well more from the ROI and seeing a lot of that from a legal perspective. Uh, more because it it is, it, it's it's like the perfect use case, right? There's a lot of content, there's a lot of data that that uh, um, an algorithm can sift through and then provide you. Here is what that does. Here's the content that you're probably looking for. Uh, so those are the kind of two areas that that uh, I, I, I see growing, and but then also um, seeing. Uh, making the most significant impact uh, initially. But you also t- start to see or hear or read about how the the transportation industry is starting to really uh, take notice or, or um, become more visible in the media of the things that are coming about. I think in Phoenix, um, more than, more recently, they kind of recently launched and I uh, can't remember the company name of it, but they, they've... Recently launched the Waymo. Waymo, which is a company, I guess, underneath Google, they recently launched their autonomous taxis there. So, and, and you've already got other cities with autonomous driving cars as well. But the whole uh, the autonomous driving and the autonomous fleet is um, uh, doing some work recently, uh, uh, content work for uh, about to promote uh, Volvo's Vera. They're there. You see that truck. Is definitely, or or those type of, that type of thinking, or that type of, uh, I guess, technology is just going to change the transportation industry from um, transportation of goods to transportation of people. Um, That's that's the that's the industry you're going to start to see have the most impact, probably from from a from a country scale perspective, because transportation is one of the biggest uh, areas that that people have jobs in.
0: And if we're focusing on transportation, where the most common uh, job in the U.S. Uh, today is is a truck driver, right? Very yep. common here. A uh, lot of goods being moved around. What should these truck drivers be thinking about um, to change? I mean, should they be going to coding boot camps? Should they be becoming, you know, ethical officers? Should they learn to become these directors of auto moving trucks i mean i'm just curious um what your take is on on how we can reskill or upskill
2: these yeah cars. that's that's a very interesting topic as well like i think that some companies are kind of tackling it at a um it's supposed to assist the the truck driver right so they can rest uh to provide all, all of these autonomous driving vehicles uh, a lot of the angle is uh, better safer roads so um, the the I guess the vision is if all the cars are autonomous there'd be less deaths on the road uh and the 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 truck industry is um, i guess one of the first ones that they see opportunity with because of they're just constantly driving lot long, long miles right so I think some of the companies are tackling it more from a it's an assistant to to kind of help with that but then like i can mention the whole if you look at the volvo Vera truck there is no driver involved there. Um, it, it is uh, the it's it's a, the, that autonomous vehicle is it's one of the most sleekest looking, I guess, vehicles I've ever seen. But so. Uh the way that works is is there's going to be a control center. So maybe that's maybe the type of thinking or that's where they can kind of, there is, I guess, still a level of software learning that they're going to have to do of how to control, I guess, these vehicles. Uh, you're already starting to see that in major, I guess, construction where a lot of the, I guess, or in mining where a lot of those trucks that are moving dirt from the, the mining up those mounds are sometimes autonomous or being controlled by uh, someone uh, in a control center. So the the whole going back to the learning the software, I think is, is key, less of learning how to code because that may not be for them, but more learning what is the software that is they're going to need to know about because somebody's got to learn that software, right? And so that's kind of them knowing how the truck should work. They're theoretically the subject matter experts. So them knowing how the truck should work or how it should drive, they, they, they they're kind of the perfect fit to learn the software and and kind of control how these autonomous trucks or, or these control centered controlled trucks uh, should work and drive and maneuver. Um, so that's probably more at the software level rather than at the coding level, I would say some of these people. It, because uh, at the end of the day, code be, being in front of code uh, constantly isn't isn't for everybody. and you're not going to see, uh, every, every type of business have a development team, right? So that whole software level, I think is the opportunity or, or the area people need to start thinking about with where, where do I need to take my career? If, um, my role starts becoming more, uh, being taken over by robots or autonomous driving, you know, what, what, what is the skill that I need to, uh, kind of, Uptake. It's funny because they say the the number one skill people need to have going forward is learnability, because the the world is constantly changing at a rapid rate. So being able to learn something new is is gonna and and that's we're only going to see that more right. The more technology is 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 growing, like you're saying, the amount of research papers that were produced in the past year were enormous. So being able to learn maybe not at that 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 research level, but at least at the software level of how how particular pieces of software is changing particular roles and, and learning how to use that software, I think is key.
0: And for our listeners who are thinking about their industry and whether that's trucking or another industry, I'd like to share two examples of a couple startups in the trucking industry that are doing exactly what JD has been speaking about, about bridging the gap of humans and machines, which is what we're here about at Humane. The first one's Convoy. So Convoy, it's a billion-dollar startup. And if you're a truck driver, they help you book where your freight is going to go from, to, and optimize those routes. So very interesting startup startup. Uh, that has grown to bridge that gap the second one is called keep trucking and keep trucking builds uh, hardware and uh, devices like dash cams and telematics inside your vehicle that help understand uh, diagnostics and what's occurring so that the vehicle is being optimized and minimizing how often it breaks down so, you know, I think I'm, I'm in agreement with you that uh, I think we're moving in the direction the next couple of years of more augmenting jobs with AI first technology on the edge where this technology um, will uh, make stronger decisions that are informed by AI insights. And that that's my hope, you know, each and every day that, um, yes, we can train each and every person to go through a boot camp and learn code. Um, But at the end of the day, um, applications and applicability to industries is the point of AI, right? How can we bridge that gap?
2: Yeah, exactly right. And you're going to start to see the importance of subject matter experts even more so because of uh, the whole, um, like, Businesses knowing needing to know what to do with the data, or someone helping to train the data, uh, or, or or sorry use the data to, to train uh, AI. So subject matter experts becoming a subject matter expert in your field, or knowing how AI is 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 uh, changing, or what type of data points you need to think about or start cleaning about. Uh, that's that's an area people should be thinking about. Um, knowing how how AI is changing your industry and be and how you can help businesses do that.
0: I want to be a subject matter expert, and I want to be a subject matter expert <laughs> on Welcome AI. So I, I found it super cool checking everything out on these chatbots and, and different software that can be built. Uh, that, that's really exciting, the platform you've been building. Uh, is there any call to action that uh, your team's working on You know, over the next few months or, or year with the platform?
2: Well, I, I th- for us, like our main thing is really helping AI companies to, uh, or helping people discover these AI companies. So, w- what we're looking to build is, uh, f- from a, I guess, product perspective, is create efficiency for technology companies to uh, create content, um, and then for us to be able to tell that content to the correct user. Uh, one thing that I found, uh, like being in this space for for over four and a half years. Um, Originally, on, on Welcome there was over 4,000 companies, and then cleaning, doing a, a lot of, I guess, uh, I guess startup cleaning, uh, we found a lot, of, a lot of companies have come and go over the past four and a half years. They've gotten funding, they couldn't find product market fit, or, or a big uh, problem they've had is they, they didn't have the marketing sales power to be, I guess, discovered enough. And, and that's what we're trying to do also is helping the small guys kind of one, be discovered, but then also be able to create the amount of content or marketing content efficiently uh, with the teams that they have. Um, because a lot of the times you're gonna, you, some of these smaller, uh, I guess, AI startups are, are more techni- technical focused. Um, so we, we wanna help them be discovered and also provide them tools to be able to easily uh, create content that shows the benefits of the technologies.
0: These technologies are at the heart of AI, whether it's enterprise, consumer, getting specific on databases, or bridging the gap for an app that your team's building in speech recognition or video recognition. The industry's only heating up, and uh, now is an exciting time to start playing around with data, playing around with open source tech stack. Or using some of the major platforms that are out and about. Uh, There's going to be startups uh, coming about every single day. Some will make it, some won't. Uh, But I think one thing's for certain is humans are not being replaced. And uh, the augmentation will continue. And it's an exciting time to see a real technology industry uh, growing with real products and real technology. That's it for this episode of Humane. I'm David Jacobovich, and if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to click subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to this. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next one.
2: This is the story of the Wad.
0: As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently